Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Today's show is filled with a handful of how-tos to help you with your sex life and relationships. How to keep a casual sex relationship casual. Is that possible? How to help your partner build self-confidence. How to navigate a dom-sub relationship without losing yourself. How to masturbate when you're on a porn break. All this and more. Thanks for listening. All right, people. It's time to introduce you to something that combines two of my favorite topics, oral sex and lube. If you're not a fan of going down, no judgment, this is going to change the game for you. It's the brand new gelato collection of flavored lubes from Joe. These gelato flavors are delicious. I'm talking dessert-worthy good. Choose from creme brulee, hazelnut, mint chocolate, salted caramel, and tiramisu. Use them one at a time or combine them to create your own recipe. I've tried them all, and they're amazing. Like all Joe products, the Gelato line is a premium lube you can trust. It's a flavored, water-based personal lubricant that is sugar-free, paraben-free, and the perfect addition to any and all forms of foreplay. So, next time you're craving something sweet, skip the refrigerator and go straight to the bedroom. With Joe's Gelato Lube line, you are the dessert. Go to my site, click on the Gelato banner, or go to my store to shop the complete selection of Joe lubricants. There's a formulation for every occasion. Trust me. So, if you're ready to be dessert, order some gelato for yourself at sexwithemily.com today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. Go to sexwithemily.com, pay a visit to our website, our flourishing, abundant website that will answer most of the questions you have about sex and relationships. And uh, you can look at some fun videos there. You can subscribe to everything. God, subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, at sexwithemily, and facebook.com slash sexwithemily. You can also download the show now on Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify, not just for iTunes anymore. And go shopping on my website because I'm always talking about products and things that I like to spice things up and they're all there. So take a gander. Go shopping. I'm here with Anderson. Yo. Yo, Anderson, what's up? What up, Anna? So good to see you. So good to see you. Looking all good, ready for your uh, Thank travel. You. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. I I love travel. I feel like mm. I'm a, tra- if you ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'm a traveler. Are you? You know, I so what we're gonna do in the twilight of your career is you'll be like a travel agent, well, I was travel booker, no a travel reviewer. I used to want to be a travel writer. That wouldn't be bad. Like you travel for a living. Yeah, they're like, can you go to the Four Seasons right now and uh, five I star guess. hotels and write about the breakfast in bed? Yes, that I is will. kind of a dream job. Yeah. It is a dream job. But when I was like 25, I went backpacking three mm-hmm. for a year through Southeast Asia. I've told you this. So yeah. that yes, but then in my heart, that I started the business here, and it's like I haven't that much. But I was in Michigan for five days visiting mm-hmm. the family, and I just got back, and then I'm going to San Francisco for my somatica training tomorrow. What and is somatica? Ooh. It's therapy. Somatica is, it's the Somatica Institute, Celeste and Danielle. It's sex therapy. It's um, all about the mind-body connection. And a lot of us are disconnected in that way. You might not understand what I'm talking about. But a lot of us are just really inside of our heads. Uh And a lot of these issues and challenges we have in our relationships and our sex lives um, can be enhanced if we really learn to get out of our heads mm-hmm. and more into our bodies and even mm. connecting the two of That's them. That's what guys are breath. trying to do. They're trying right. to get into girls' bodies. I know. I know they are all right. the time. I don't mean that. But I've talked about a lot. You haven't been here when they call no, in. No, I think that uh, Somatica came up on uh, a couple episodes okay. ago with I you. I love it. I mean, 
me, it's been life changing. Gotta yeah, say, I just need a refresher. Now, you're how many is it going to be girls and guys? It's girls and guys. This women, is the men. guys weekend. So let so you're is going my to the guys weekend. weekend. No, it's girls. They're going to practice on you. Stop. Yes. What? It's not, it's not like it's hands on, but clothes on. Uh huh. And it's not all like sex. It's not. It's like kind of how to communicate around like your desires, but also like men's sexual energy. Men are always so confused about you know, how to escalate sexual energy, like so afraid of rejection and really like in the moment, like teaching them how to read women's cues and how to just let people, you know, their partners know what they want in a way that's just really true to them. And that's not reactive, but like they're feeling it in their body or they can notice things in their partners, the way they're moving and talking. And it's fascinating, fascinating. Are you teaching there? Are you uh, going to be in the class? I'm actually doing, I'm in the class. Oh, you're in the class. It's for six, eight months. Why are you going for the guys? I've gone every other weekend. I've gone once a month. Every other month, yeah. thank you, for five days. Mm-hmm. And this is my fourth weekend. Wow. So it's, no, it's all men and women in the class, but last, it's 60 people. You're focusing on the Last weekend uh-huh. of this somatica was yeah. the women's weekend. This is the men's weekend, okay. focus, focus, uh, focusing on men's sexuality. Right. I'll be talking more about it. We can't get and into that now. So There's you've, so much to talk it's about. going to be the same group and you've- Same group for four weeks now. Tell me the truth. Love Look everyone. at me. Look at me in the eye. How many of these guys have ponytails? <laughs> Tell me. There's about 30 dudes probably. No, it's more women than men. Okay, so let's which say is always a problem. I got to be honest with you. Uh huh. None. All. All. Zero. Of them do. What? Zero. Mm-hmm. There's one guy that has yeah. a lot of wears a lot of jewelry, uh-huh. and um has a you know some of those like peace necklaces on, and, and his hair's long-ish. Yeah, he but could not do a ponytail length. He does. Yeah, okay. he could. Right. Yeah, he probably lights incense and um. So I do too. I maybe, did last night. No judgment. Maybe that population, and I don't know you're a part of that population, but I don't think of you as that population. It's not it. like touchy. Yeah, it is touchy maybe, feely, but it's not woo woo like Northern California. Turned a corner on uh, on on fashion, and maybe like the, the the ponytail is no longer in vogue. Twenty years ago, ninety percent of the dudes there have ponytails. I'm just I'm just telling you. Ah, ponytails saying. are still around. Believe me, okay. there 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 is a certain <laughs> genre of folks who wear ponytails. Yeah. But you know what's like funny? Speaking of ponytails, I was talking to um, my friend who is a all my friends are Burning Man last week. And she said oh. there was this guy, this is a ponytail story, but she said she saw him the first day and thought he was cute. And this is the thing about ponytails. Don't you think that they're, if you're a guy and you wear a ponytail, even if you're the least judgmental woman in the world, you're going to see a guy in a ponytail and you're going to, like, gonna you have a judgment around that. The ponytail trumps most you see, things. It does. I had a ponytail once. I didn't wear it on a regular basis. So sorry But I that. had longer hair and I, I did the high ponytail which was really bad. It was real bad because the hair was shaved all the way around but then I had the like the high hanging off ponytail. It looked like something died on my head. It was bad. I'm really sorry I missed that. We can post that on social media. <laughs> no! Um, okay, so anyway. I'm not I, judging. Just let me finish my story here. So I was talking to um, my friend and she said I saw this guy the first day but he had long hair. Some women love long hair. She's like but I'm not really into the ponytail thing and again this is just like you know what you're attracted to. But then he came back. He left Burning Man and came back. Mm-hmm. She was there for 10 days. Cut his hair. Cut his hair. Whole different man. Different she, It turns out he had the long hair because he was actually sick. He had something going on. That's And weird. he had to grow his hair out. Not Like, I don't know what it was. That is but odd. then he cut it. Never heard that. And she said, different guy looked very different. So, I'm, but women too. Long hair, short hair. I don't right. know. That's, I'm just telling you twice in one day, ponytails came up. I gotcha. thought I need to share that Thank with you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate good story. That. So, um, we've had some great shows lately. Mm-hmm. Virgins, Cuckolds, and Unicorns. What? And uh, yeah, that Those was the name of the show. Those are three very different things. I know, exactly. Yeah. You got to listen. And that was with Menace and my friend Stacy. Uh-huh. We talked about how to craft a perfect threesome because Stacy and I have actually been in threesomes before. Mm-hmm. She came to visit me and that was a really fun show. We had with threesome her? tips. Together? Uh-huh. Really? We had like, we were trying to remember. We had one that was aborted. <laughs> it was like an aborted threesome. We oh. were in Mexico. Uh-huh. No, you know, it's a bad Yeah, you guys both had Sorry, abortions. Sorry, because your wife's very pregnant. Potent. You guys had... His sperms were just flying man. everywhere. We're like, God <laughs> damn it, Planned Parenthood, nine one one. I bet a guy has. Of course, a guy's totally impregnated two women in one session. That's you know a little pre come here, a little like finish there. I think that's happened. I'm sure it has. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We could look it up, uh, but not now. So yeah, no, it's interesting <laughs> that she. Um, yeah, we did. We had we were in Mexico and we had this this guy was there staying in our hotel and he was cute. We're flirting all day. Went back to her room. And one thing led to another, and it looked like we were going to get going there with some action. And then all of a sudden, I think we were both at the same time, like, Ugh, we're not into this guy. How, what happened? Well, like, he started, like, kissing or kissing her and then kissing me, and then we looked at each other like, ew. See, that's the problem with guys, and you know, in the threesome. It's like you're always, in the back of your head, you're always thinking... Are they are they making eye contact right now and thinking, I don't want yeah, this? Yeah, it happens. I got hammered he, we once in a threesome. We were still friends with him. 
and I, I brought like playing cards into the equation somehow. I remember like putting like, like the ace of spades on one of the girl's boobs, and I was strip like, poker. I was what? so hammered, and they were both naked in the bed. I was thinking, and I brought like this, this these playing cards. I still think about this to this day, and I think well, that was an odd move, Anderson. Ace of what spades were you doing? on the nipples? I was putting like cards on their bodies, and I remember. I'm sure they were giving each other the look like, what the fuck is well, going on? Maybe they on? thought it was really cool because they didn't know. So. You were mysterious. I'm like a magician or something over here. That's what hilarious. Was... I don't know. Maybe you were just looking for props. I, it's one of those memories we all have them where like, I'll just be sitting in traffic and I'll think of it. It'll pop in my head and I'll just wince. Like, so I'll what go, oh, what was I doing? Oh, King of Spades. that? Yeah, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, I got some cards here. No condoms, no lube. But anyone? Blackjack? That's hilarious. Um, but we did talk about look, it's that. It's a straight. Look at that. No, but um, my my best threesomes were not with her, but my most entertaining ones. How many were. threesomes has, has the not Emily many. had? You know, uh-huh. I'm gonna be honest, not enough. I've probably no, I've probably had a handful. It's vague. Um, how many? How many not hands? Not including do you the need? aborted one doesn't really work, right? No. Count. How many hands would you need? I would need one. One half. One. Six. But six, they weren't six. all. Yeah. Do you want me to do a list after this? Yeah, you should come up. with I'll a tweet list. it. Okay. With names and tag everyone. Maybe I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> threesome friends. Remember threesome that time? Thursdays. Um, threesome Thursdays. Yeah, not bad. That's not bad. We can have that. But we already do like time me up. Don't we do? No. Time me up Thursdays. Oh, we do something. Time me up Tuesdays. We do do time me up Thursdays. <gasps> Send me your threesome stories. Fuck me Fridays. We'll talk about the show. Okay. Fuck me Fridays. That's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one more thing. This is big. I Lots of traveling. Going to San Francisco. Then going right to New York. Sexual Health Expo. She. She. September 24th and 25th. I'm going to be in Brooklyn. That's this weekend. I'm doing a live podcast on Saturday, the 24th of September at nice. 1 p.m. Nice. In Brooklyn. Nice. Come see me. There's going to be workshops, a lot of fun topics, how to get out of your head and into role playing, digital dating, how to sext, Skype, and swipe your way to dating stuff. Lots of cool things. So check it out on my website. You can click on the she banner. Is this your first ever uh, live podcast? Um, no. no. I did one at the last show. Okay. You weren't there. Remember, you were, you were drunk. Oh, yeah. You asked. No, I was not drunk. You I were had drinking. Plans. Your friends were in town and you were drinking all day. There, I don't think that was the case. No, oh, yeah, literally. Was the case. I can, was, you don't say that right. to me because I will pull up a text you're right now that says, correct, my buddies are in town and I'm going to be hungover. Oh, so I'm like scary. at two in the afternoon. Not that I haven't been hungover. No crash. Don't worry. I can do it on my own, man. <laughs> I appreciate the invite, but it was like really good friends and there's business to be Dude, done to. When your oh, friends speaking are... of business, I launched my campaign. You did? Congratulations. My campaign to uh, raise the funds for my feature length film all about homophobia and bullying. And it's one of those movies that you'll never forget. So please check out my uh, my video, my pitch video, which I'm sure is entertaining. Yeah. Of course, and, uh, dude, of course, it's you. You're going to, it'll be memorable at the very least. It do, it's like a couple minutes, two and a half minutes. I could even watch that check without it, falling asleep. Check it out. It's on groupersthemovie.com and I, you know, all my perks are there. Be involved, even if it's just sharing or whatever. I'd love you guys to all be involved and kind of follow along with He's this He's really thing. emotional about right now. You it's should like see him. I've never weeks. seen him so, like it's a big thing. Anderson's been wanting to do this for a long time. Of this campaign, And yeah. he's a very talented filmmaker and you should be a part of it. It's been leading up to this and uh, so thanks guys for checking it out. Guys and girls, uh, groupersthemovie.com. Okay, we'll tweet that out too. And and Facebook it and Instagram it. And maybe Thank we'll you. even put it on Friendster. Thank you. Okay. Also, this September, mm. um, it's not over yet. It's still, we're still celebrating Back to Sexual back Conference to Month. sexual because conference. Because the point of the month, like every month, is to help you have better sex. But it all starts with confidence. So we're still doing giveaways. Check out my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Sign up for the newsletter. We got like another week left of toys and products and pleasure products to give you the confidence you know, it's a little perk. I'm not saying that a rabid vibrator will give you all the confidence in the world, confidence in the world, but can't hurt. Can't friggin' hurt. Did you see my Instagram video where I pulled a rabbit out of a hat? I no, loved it's it. good though. I like that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but back to sexual confidence, just confidence overall. It just really. Um, Women love the confidence. They do, and it's yeah. like the top of the list, right? It's like uh, funny, confident. Those are always one and two. Yeah. And men love it too, though. You wouldn't say it, but I think the girls are well. Typically oh, no, my, to my wife cracks me up. She is hilarious. And if we didn't laugh together, right. there's no way we'd, we'd have a good relationship. Right, exactly. And some guys maybe... And she's confident as fuck. Yeah, my I wife know. is the most confident woman I've ever been with. That's amazing. What do you attribute yeah. that to? I don't... I, I've been trying to figure that out. She's trying to figure it out too. She, I don't know. She just knows exactly who she is and how to speak to that. And it's, it's very attractive. Really? That's yeah. how it starts is really just like you know, trusting yourself, who you are, not really spending so much time worrying what everyone else is going to think. And the right. more that you do that and you get positive feedback, you're like, this is who I am. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I love myself. I love myself. We're all still trying I to love figure myself. it out. We're never going to have it mastered. Keep saying that. But- Stop those negative voices in the head. So anyway, we're working on a lot of that this month. So check out the site. Because yeah, it's real easy too. And you can attest to this being a woman. For a guy to walk in cocky and arrogant 
or cocky and uh, and self confident. Right. It's a real fine line. It is a fine line. A real fine line. It's so true. It is and so arrogance true. is ugly. Women do not like arrogance Confidence or bragging, is attractive. especially online dating. I was doing a um an interesting. I was going to get into this, but I think we got to get into sex in the news. We do. We got to do this. We sex do. In the news. But um, just it's it is interesting though. I was thinking about dating profiles, and I was helping a friend actually write a dating profile, which I'll get into later, not on this show, but on our next show, I think I'll get into it because it's a very interesting story. But it, there have all been all these studies, and I agree that if a guy's bragging, no one like. But how about no. women who brag? It's kind of different, it's isn't ugly it? It's ugly both ways, but yeah, it's not as... Graphic, yeah. It's not as... Um, it, it all depends. It's case by case. But it is a fine line. It's more like loving who you are and what you do and like you like your job and your friends. Not in a fake way, but like in a real way. You're confident rather than like just like listing all the things that you have. Like I remember meeting a guy at a party once. He was like, within three minutes, I don't know how he got to it. But right. He was like, yeah, well, my Bentley... Yeah, and I was like, Dude. it becomes real obvious sometimes. And there are, maybe a 21-year-old might think that's it's interesting. It's insulting, too, because insulting. he thinks you're not going to notice him just dropping that on you. And right? you know that I don't even understand car, knows cars. We no. talked about this in the last show, right. which I listened to. Now I can refer to it are about your about Lexus. Cars in the last show? I was oh, like, yeah, dude, so. I have, I don't remember what kind of car you had. It's a very old, beat up Lexus. But still, I don't, like I don't remember anyone's cars. Like I, have a Lexus. They don't, I don't care what kind of it's car. Very old. Like, I love you. I just want to know if you were there one day. I'm like, right. how have I talked to Anderson don't, next to his car? No idea what kind of car he 15 times, no idea. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to say hello to our sponsors first because we love them. And you know that I only. Talk about products that I that I love, that I've used, and that have helped me and will help you. So we come back, a little suction of news. Thanks. Not a podcast goes by when I don't tell you about how much I love my magic wand. Well, it makes sense. For more than 30 years, the magic wand has been the leader in power and pleasure. It was even named one of the world's top 10 most influential gadgets by Time magazine. It is truly the catalog of all vibrators. And now you can have all that full-size power without the cord. I know, no cord. The Magic Wand Rechargeable is the go-to favorite for everyone here at Sex with Emily. I even tried using it as a microphone at a show last month. You can see that video on my site. Turns out it's a great vibrator, terrible microphone. Well, live and learn. The Magic Wand Rechargeable features the same quality materials and reliability of the original, plus the ability to select from four intensity levels and four vibration patterns. It is absolutely on my must-have list. To get yours, click on the Magic Wand banner on my site or visit magicwandoriginal.com today. So let's uh, do a little bit of sex in the news here. I love this story. I think it's fascinating just because people talk about this all the time and now it's documented. Facebook listed as the top reason women cheat. Oh, yeah. You know, I got a really good friend of mine who hates Facebook because he lost his wife and his kid because she found an old flame and got going on the Facebook. And he says if Facebook didn't exist, he'd still be happily married. Because they, she might not have reunited with her probably boyfriend from high school in Minnesota. Right. That's the thing is that every single, I mean, literally every person I've probably ever slept with, I don't think if anyone hates me, even the aborted threesome guy, we're friends on Facebook. You know, it's like, it's true. You used to just break up and you never see him again, but they're everywhere. Yeah. And you're having a hard time at home. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, what's he doing? I haven't seen him since high school or wherever, college. So Plus you that's transport a yourself back to that time, yeah. too. And you, and you idolize and them. Again. Exactly. Yeah. And they have all these fun memories of you. Okay, so social, social media definitely bringing us together. Um, but Facebook was listed as the top reason women cheat in a new survey. It was also the fifth most common excuse why married men cheat. And a key reason for this is that it makes hooking up with old friends easier. Other explanations people gave for why they stray are because they met someone new, the opportunity rose, or they fancied a change. They also found, and this I know to be true, uh-huh. women are better at hiding their affairs than men. What? Yeah, 52% of women said their husbands had no idea they did several, affair, uh, several affairs compared to 42% um, of the women. I don't like that, being yeah, a guy over here. exactly. You manipulate so, And men are 50... I don't know why that is though. We women are also like sleuths. Like we're like inspectors, like detectives. Like you tell yeah. us something. Like I don't you remember anything, out, but yeah. I'll be like, do do the girl yeah. they did eight and a half years ago on right. March, and did I can find That's out who filed. she is? Filed. Also, I think guys tend to be a little bit more arrogant in relationships too, and they think you know I'm confident with the with my lady, and she loves me, and you know the, she's at home happy with the kids, or she's right. at work, and then you know comes home, and I am her life, or me and the kids right? are her life, and when would she have time? Maybe, yeah, when would she have time? Yeah, lots of time, right? She's not laughing. really getting a bikini wax, a manicure. Yeah, well, earlier because it's uh, number one reason why the women cheat is the Facebook, and number five for the men, and I'm thinking one, one through four must be like, well, she was there. 
a girl looked at me. Uh, for I cheating, to, yeah, you think? Just like, because the, it's the strange, it's something different? Yeah, like what is number one through four for the guys? I wish they oh, had this I think in this it might list. be in here. Um, men are 15% more likely than women to forgive a cheating partner. Um, the men said they are willing to give things another go after finding out their other half has been unfaithful and they can accept the affair because they've been neglecting their spouse and can understand why they strayed. However... Only 52% of women said they'd stay with a cheating husband. That's very surprising to me. I thought for sure it would be the other way around. I thought for sure you know that what? more women have been forgiven. I think so too. Yeah. I think that's kind of fascinating. I, I kind Ireland of thought that as well. In England, right? Yeah, Ireland so and England. Um, they're drunk. Well, the so you Irish can't blame alcohol. Drunk. Yeah. The most common reason men said they cheat is because they're bored of the sex. Uh. The key to saving a marriage after the bombshell drops, um, uh, it's how they find out. So, mm. like, if all your friends knew the and they told you yeah, there was like a billboard in town, out. you'd be bummed. Yeah. But if he came to you and told you, you might be okay. Right. So, if a woman comes clean and promises to stay faithful, 82% of marriages can recover, but men confesses to it, just 68% of them can recover. Um, so let's see why else they cheat. Um, maybe it doesn't say why they cheat. Big Sorry, dudes. dude. I don't know what, I don't know what one through four is, but All right. well, I mean, just be I, as careful. a guy, I'm just guessing over here, you know, and women are better at covering up their cheating. Um, and, and I'm trying to think it's just, it's because guys aren't I've as never, intuitive either. No, they're not thinking like that. Women yeah. are just, we're protecting our, you know, if we don't have you kids. can't sense things. No. You, you guys. Oh yeah. The, the woman's intuition, I mean, which I've witnessed firsthand. It's so amazing. Yeah. I figured stuff out like, like better than anything else I could do in my life. Back to the Irish drunk thing. I, I'm allowed to say that because I am an Irish person and I drink a lot. Right. Okay. Exactly. No offense. And I'm allowed to say it too because I, my, you know, we all talk about in our last show. Right. I'm going to keep referring to it because it's the only podcast, it's actually the only podcast I've that listened to. That you've ever to. listened to. No, I've listened to like two. Yeah. Um, that we talked about, um, t- oh, patterns. When your picker's broken yeah. and you date the same kind of guys over and over again. And I was thinking like my, I used to date guys that were, um, I used to date Irish Alcoholics. Irish alcoholics. alcoholics. They're so They're cute. Fun, good right? writers, so fun. Yeah, good yeah. times. But it Party didn't work, guys. but not just because of that, the alcoholism. I don't know other reasons why in life, but They're other things seekers. are going on. They are thrill seekers. They were fun. They were romantic. They'd write me poems. I liked that. Alcoholics have a bad uh, bad rap right now. Because they're but a good you time. Look, you look through history, and alcoholics are usually the you know world <laughs> yeah. leaders and are best creating great art and like you and your film. Great stuff. Yeah, I, I I feed off my uh, my addictions. Hey, but here's my question. But I keep it under wrap too, and I, I'm able to function in normal society. That's good. But You're a functioning alcoholic. Drink. Good for you. I know you do. I I don't know why we got drunk together. Because I've seen you drunk, and you get you, drunk, you can't keep up, kid. I had one drink that time. One drink, and you were hammered, heckling the uh, my friend <laughs> on stage, heckling. <laughs> it was funny though. Yeah, you were you were like heckling along with him, but well, he there's... needed it. He was nervous. It was Mike Carano. <laughs> he liked the heckling. It was the highlight for him. You're like, Paul Eagle. <laughs> I'm like, is that Emily's? What is she doing? <laughs> She's had one drink. I've watched. Paul Eagle. <laughs> I'm tweeting. I'm tweeting it right now, Paul Eagle. Bald Eagle joke. It was funny. The joke was funny. He's like, I, you remember the about, joke? He's talking about flagpoles. Okay. He was talking about flagpoles and how that, so many of them have bald eagles on top of them, and how it's really funny to him that it's probably prevented a lot of actual bald eagles from landing on top of them because there's no place for them to land. <laughs> and then he went on to talk about how he's mad at the gays for stealing rainbows from children. <laughs> he's like, they stole the rainbows. It used to be for kids. That's funny to remember. Okay, my my partner on the after zest. We love him. Yeah. Oh, okay, no. Oh, and I saw a movie too, by the way, but we'll get into them. It's like five years old, but I did watch sit their whole movie and I was like, oh, I gotta talk to Anderson, but it was just my niece. It was a Holocaust film she had to watch for school. What was it called? (laughs) The Book Thief. The Book book. Thief. But she didn't want to read the book, so we watched the movie, which I can totally relate to. And it was really good. It was Was really I mean, yeah, well, it's a Holocaust movie, but it was like (laughs) I was like I don't make a lot of time for film. No, you don't. You don't have time. You don't have time. And or the patience. I was with my niece. She's fourteen, mm-hmm. starting high school. I was like, I'll watch it. And I was like, Oh, I feel so. First of all, it just this is so. Everyone watches movies, but me. So I was like, Oh my god, that feeling. Yeah. I love it. I missed it. It was like I had been away from it. And I was like, I'm gonna talk to Anderson about this four year old. I can tell you movie. real quick, just in a nutshell, what makes me love movies so film so much is I wish that I could as, as many of us do wish that I could live a thousand different lives. I wish we keep you know coming back and reincarnated. Right. Don't think that's probably reality. It's probably not. I probably just got this life. The closest thing I can get to that is seeing as many films as possible because I empathize and think about the characters and walk a mile in their shoes in a good movie. And I will live a little chunk of their life while watching the movie. As hokey as that sounds, that's that's why I love movies. If I was a crier about things like that, I would cry. It helps me uh, empathize with uh, people I would normally not 
That's why I really don't like uh, movies about the Victorian age because I don't want to empathize. There's no empathizing with people just laying around being leisurely. Fuck you. Get up. <laughs> do something. <laughs> Good to know. But that's that's beautiful. I just like it because it's like I'm not... I, yeah, I guess it's the same. Not that I'm going so into the characters, but it just takes me away from like everything. Everything. Yeah, it just takes you away. Like a computer. Right. But you've got... You go deeper. It's yeah. fine. Okay. I just escaped to the Holocaust, which was really that's dark. Good okay. So let's go into some emails. Let's do it. Okay, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love that you email me. Feedback at sexwithelmy.com. And um, when you include... People are getting really good. I love you all. Your name, your age, where you listen, how you listen, and your email. <laughs> also, voicemails. We're getting a lot of great voicemails. Yeah. 818-ASK-SWE1. That's 818-275-7931. Can't wait to hear from you. Love you. Oh, also, ask Emily on the website. You can just go to sexwithelmy.com. Send your email right there. Okay, dear Emily, I'm such a fan of your podcast. I recently found it and I feel like I'm learning so much. So thank you. I would love some advice on a situation I found myself in. I met this guy who lives in another country. We had been friendly and flirty over the last couple of years when he would come to the U.S. for convention. Last time we saw each other, we finally had sex. It was an amazing weekend and probably the best sex I've ever had. I knew that seeing him in the future would be an occasional thing, so I was cool with the idea of the casual hookup from time to time. However, now I'm opening up my own business and my career is landing me right in the country city, country slash city that he's in for a month. My question is, how do I keep it casual with this guy? I know realistically a long distance relationship is not what I want and he's expressed the same. Any advice on how to keep it just about the sex and have a good time while I'm there? Sincerely, Stephanie, 23, South Carolina. What country? Uh, she didn't say. She's being so mysterious. I know. She was like country slash state, whatever she like, said. Like, I want to judge. City. You. you know what I mean? I want to judge. Right. You want to judge. Yeah. Why? Because if he's from uh, yeah, I wanna, Ireland, you know, it would be this? Or if he's from yeah, exactly. Germany? I, I, right. Well, first of all, she needs to convince him that she didn't take this job or do all this so that she could be in the same. I know. Only for a month, I know. But uh, if he's an arrogant douche, i.e. me in uh, high school, he might think that she's okay, doing well, it just Okay, well, hopefully him. she's 23. Hopefully he's not like hopefully 17. Not. But yes. here's the thing. I think, Stephanie, that, you know, how do you keep it casual? I mean, I read these things and I think, God, you're having the best sex of your life and you want to keep it casual. Like, good. I'm like, okay, good luck. I mean, here, I'll tell you what to do. I can't guarantee it's going to work for you. You got to keep your emotions out of it, you know, as much as you can. You know, you don't, you can't Netflix and chill. You're not going to sit around and cuddle, Mm. you know, you, um, you know, you don't want to rely on him for your needs other than sexual. You want to, don't want to go meet his family and his friends because if you're having amazing sex, friendship can follow, you know, feelings, you know, emotions, but you know, and also I can't guarantee that he's not going to flip for you. And sometimes that could kind of tip the scales. So how do you keep your emotions out of it? Just uh, don't bring them in. Don't let them in. Just have that orgasm and leave. I think that'd be hard though. And, and maybe you can be have a connection and really be friends with them, but just still make make it clear that you want to keep it casual. I would actually talk to him about it again. Say, I'm going to be here for a month. I love our sex, but I still am interested in, in keeping it casual. So then I, you're restating it. I think the, it's all the way that she approaches it too, how she uh, approaches it in her own mind. She is the master of all. And it's, it's She's in the, charge. her destiny is completely... In her in her hands, and she said she's going there for a new business, right? A new job or something she created. Yeah. It sounded like it sounds new like business. she's a go getter. Some phantom so country. If you go to this phantom country, I'm thinking France for whatever reason. Mm. I think it might be France. If you go, to, if she goes to France, you know, really be focusing on the job at hand, and that's the main reason why you're there. And think of him as like a fringe benefit, like a perk. Right. right, Francois is just your um, little... Uh, like he's a little dessert that exactly. you get to have. It's like an added benefit of being out there. And right. Approach it like that. Don't get all stuck up in your head like, oh my right. God, I'm going to be living in the same city right. for a exactly. month. Right, exactly. Just be like, I'm here, but I'm busy. I got a lot going on, which you do. And be, be busy. Yeah, be and busy. only And only, you you know, use him. Uh, kind of, she's going to use him, right? Well, I mean, it sounds like they're both, I don't want to use him. You're using each other for common common purpose. If you're both on the same page, this whole casual friends with benefits thing works until it doesn't. But there's, someone develops there's not more like a feelings. formula where you can be like, all right, we can only hang out for two hours. Anything right. over two hours, you guys are, your alarm's going off after the two hours is up. You don't overthink do it. Restate where you're both at. He might be like, no, now I want a relationship. We don't know what's going to happen. But Stephanie, you'll you'll be fine. You already stated it. Be clear. Yeah. Make lots of plans. Keep busy. Um, okay. You could have a threesome with his friends because that usually keeps things pretty casual. It's hard to get feelings. You if, know, if it, if that's true. But you know, the French, the, the French, the, the French, um, 
my friend spent a summer there, I remember like about 10 years ago and the French, I don't know if this is still the same, but when you go on like one date with someone, they assume that you're already like dating in a relationship. There's really? not a lot of dating around. Monogamy is a big Monogamous. thing. Yeah, exactly. That's why they grow out the hair and the armpits so quickly because they're comfortable. <laughs> They're like, hey, they're all I'm in relationships. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I never have to shower again. We just <laughs> went on our first date. Okay, let's move on. How to. Uh, all right, I got the French what? and the Irish. Who am I going to offend next? Let's go. I don't know. I'm glad you're doing it, not me. I love all my listeners, Raver. You can offend me all you want. Americans. Oh, I figured out why. Because I, I, I always stick up for the uh, the French because a lot of dumb Americans, and I say that now I'm offending Americans. That, have you noticed that like France is a country that everyone seems that they think that they can like, make fun of? Not so much lately because of some of the terrorist attacks and whatnot, but people would always be like, oh, like the French. And like George W. Bush called them freedom fries. And people right. were like, I finally learned why. Why? It's because they're considered like the even whiter people than most Americans. Like they are like classier and they think of cinema as very serious and they're almost like the original hipsters so people feel like they can make fun of because they're more cultured because they're more cultured so people feel like they're allowed to dump on somebody who's above them you know what I mean yeah I guess that's what it is I finally figured it out I never understood why France was like the go-to punchline I didn't even know that I don't even know that it is absolutely at least it has been not so much in recent months because of the tragedies but yeah we'll wait another month so we trash them again. And then it's earnest. back, yeah. I don't, yeah. I like, I like the French people. The people of France. Okay. Hi, Emily. But I, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. The people of France. The people of France. In case you didn't get that. Emily. French Canadians, though, no. No. Go ahead. Canadians, anything. Okay. Hi, Emily. My, my, name, <laughs> I love. Um, my name is Sam. Sam. I'm a 23-year-old male living in Los Angeles, California. My girlfriend and I have been together for three years and we have finally started to communicate about sex. She says the reason we have so little sex is that I'm going to judge her for not being good at it. I assure that I love the sex and that she's beautiful. I recommend that she started masturbating to increase her sexual confidence, but she says it grosses her out to touch herself. Any advice you could give would be fantastic. Thanks for taking the time to respond. Sam, age 23 in Los Angeles. Hi, Sam. Okay. This is a very, uh, first of all, this is a very common concern. Common. For free, yeah, for young women and men. It's like such a bummer because we're all our own worst enemies. Yeah. Like, here it is sex. We finally get to have sex and it's the thing that feels so good and we can do it whenever we want and like it's it's just about pleasure and it, yet we get in our minds, we mess it all up. It's really the most important thing of any of our existences. I mean, that's our, our, our only real we would purpose. We not exist. Is to have sex and make sure that the- we have uh, babies. Culture and that, that the, uh, yeah, that the species continues. Like, that's our most important thing on earth. Right, exactly. Even though we need to slow down a little because there's too many of us, but right now. Right, slow down with that kid there. That is true. That's why, you know, uh, evolutionarily most, speaking, we're yeah. here. I am here to birth a um, most basic TV instinct show. Other than I mean, like, a TV show. A podcast called Sex with Emily. No, it's true. Uh, but why were you talking about that? I'm just saying because it's, it's such an important thing and so <laughs> many people get kids. stuck up in their head about it. So true. And it but, makes sense because it's so important. Okay, here's the thing. I love your suggestion, Sam. I love that you're telling because masturbation is key. For women to get that sexual confidence, but the, what you're saying is very interesting because I was talking to a um, a family friend, like a kind of like a cousin, like one of those friends that you call cousins in the family, mm-hmm. and she's like 23, 22, and she was saying that I was talking about masturbation, of course, when I was in Michigan because that's what would. I do, yeah. and I said, "Well, do you?" She was, "Oh, gross, gross," or maybe she was younger. She was like 20, and I was like, "I remember, like I remember thinking, I never thought it was gross. Like for me, I never even like thought to masturbate, so that was mm-hmm. my issue. Like didn't even." think about Occurred it you, yes. but um i do think that women are like i don't even know where to start right. it's gross who knows what what you know they were told you know growing up that it's like you're gonna get in trouble if you touch yourself it could be religion it could be anything and the truth is if you just put your hand cold on your pants it's not gonna feel so good you gotta warm it up you gotta warm it up so i think that um how can you get her to do that you know so that is key but she thinks it's gross so i'm thinking maybe a little mutual masturbation you could kind of like, if she's never done it, maybe you could get some lube. You could like together start to like touch her, both of you using your hands. Cause I'm sure you've touched her before, you know, you've touched her, you've had sex. So I think that, um, you know, that might be, if she's never masturbated, I'd say if you guys have a good trusting relationship, do it together. Um, but I also think there's nothing that you can do. Like you're telling her she's beautiful. She's smart. Here's the thing about confidence. The problem, we get into problems when we need validation from outside of us to feel good. Yes. So it's a slippery slope. Like you can tell someone they're amazing, 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 but if they don't truly feel it and believe it and love themselves, it's not going to sink in. It's like a bottomless pit. So um, 
Yeah, it's just words. Just words. It's just words. So I think masturbation and... Yeah. Um, I had a, a girlfriend, one of my first real girlfriends actually back in high school, and I remember I tried to get her to you know, do a little touchy-touch on herself down there, and I remember she's like, why are you trying to make me dyke out with myself? And it was such a turnoff, and it was so weird. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I know that when He's I was growing up... in Los Angeles up, too. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I know. It's, it's, it's fairly progressive out here, you think? Yeah. But when I was growing up... Uh, Every guy that I knew, all my peers, they all denied masturbating and everyone like made fun of anyone if anyone ever got caught or anything like that. It was like a stigma. Right. Not so much nowadays. It seems like a lot of kids, just it's a matter of fact, a lot of right. boys. I think that girls will catch up, but right now I think They're it's still a bit yet. of a stigma. Yeah. Exactly. I think the guys are ahead of them as far as the it's masturbation true. goes. Because guys, when I do that camp at... at, at uh, Every, every summer where I work with like teenagers. Do you teenagers. teach them how to masturbate? No, I don't, the masturbation I don't teach counselor? them how to masturbate. But oh. I remember kids when I started 20 years ago being like ostracized when, you know, if anyone got caught masturbating right. or, or people would make up stuff. So like I saw them beating off last night. And nowadays, kids don't really even talk about it so much. But when they do, it's just like a matter of fact. Like, yeah, right. I, of I, I did. do. Blue yeah. load. Right. Well, for women, I think it's not because there's not a lot of you see that in movies now, you see it everywhere, but for women, I don't think their moms are going, so Sally, did you masturbate I think today? they'll get there, but I don't think they're there yet. They will get there, but I kind of want to like, and I was talking to her and then I was talking to a friend about it because I was disturbed and she's like, no, that's how it is. College, you know, high school girls don't really like sex. I don't get it. I'm like, but does it have to be that way? Right. Like, can we get her over the hump of like, just try touching, like just like invite a friend over because you know, no. girls like to know, but like, um, hmm. how about this? How about with this, with Sam's in particular case, they're young. She's young probably out here in LA. Make it about her in a female way with like candles and, and rose petals. Like maybe really go over the top. And that way it's not really bright in there so she'll be a little bit more comfortable. And it's more romantic and more like about celebrating her in her right. like what she might have in her head is what sex. So it's not like a dirty thing. Because right. she, it sounds like she also has some leftover childhood stigmas right, for going sure. on, and she thinks she's gonna she's gonna be judged and all that. So that I think comes from I think somewhere. that's great. When you talk about like what's my somatica training is, I love Sam also that you guys are finally starting to communicate about sex after three years, which is great. So people go thirty years and don't ever communicate, but it's tricky because we're not actually taught. So you might want to just you know say to her like, what's to you think about the most memorable time we've had sex like what turns you on the most like she might need to start a very bare minimum like that kind of time you kissed my neck or the first time we made out or you know and then you start from there you start getting information well, what was it about that kiss how did that feel and you might just you know maybe she would be into like maybe you could talk dirty about you could like say remember that time I did this or maybe she wants to watch porn with you I don't know yet that might be escalating too quickly but just starting to find out what she likes because so so many women just don't even know they what no her idea. mom yeah. they're not watching porn and she might not know what the problem is but I'm picking up on shame here as much as I'm picking up on yeah. on uh, a lack of uh, confidence for sure right Right? Were well, you feeling the shame she a might just bit? be saying she might be saying maybe yeah because she's saying that she's afraid he's going to judge her, but there's probably a lot of other things going yeah. on, which might be true on the surface. But yeah, there could be a lot of things, and he's calling it confidence. So um, just work with her, go slow, and uh, keep talking. About keep you guys should listen to the show together. I mean, I always get emails from people who listen with their partners, and they're like, Emily says this, and you don't have to have the conversation. I would do the candles and maybe even like rose petals, but be careful because it's a lot of pain in the ass if if she expects it to be that way every single time. But maybe like, you know, a woman expects that every Six month anniversary or something, you know. Take her away somewhere, no pressure. Like, yeah. Take her away. Take her away. Yeah. I love being taken away. Just take me away for like a really long time. Take her up the coast. Okay. Let's get into another email. It's more cheap. Dear Emily, I love your podcast and I've been meaning to write for weeks, but I just didn't know how to word things. I'm a long-term committed, I'm in a long-term committed relationship with my boyfriend. I truly believe he is the love of my life and I know he feels the same. We are also in a dom-sub dynamic. Basically, I call him daddy and we have kinky sex. It's great and it completes me as a person. But something that I struggle with is our in our relationship is that I often feel like I'm too dependent on him. I know this is a struggle for many people in the BDSM community. I often feel like I put him on a pedestal and I'm lost because everything tells me that it's unhealthy. But because we have a different relationship dynamic, I don't know what to think. We've talked about this many times and he doesn't see a real problem with it because we aren't a normal couple. Any advice? Thank you, Abigail, age 20. How this is, is why he? age is so important. Um... She doesn't give his age. Mm. So, Abigail, here's the thing. Um, in dominant sub relationships, <clears throat> so he's a dominant, you're the sub. People all know bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, everyone knows the Switches. Means. Emotional dependence um, on the dominance is very common. Like, that's part of the relationship is that he's dominant. But here's the thing. Like, 
relationships all need that kind of interdependence to thrive. So you can't just be the only one that's like relying on him. He has to really rely on you as well because we can't be independent our entire life to some degree. Right. But But it might not be evident. But here, but, but, but here's the thing about the dance. So here's where it's unhealthy. So this is where you got to check in with yourself because I'm not there, Abigail, but here's what I think. It's unhealthy when you feel like you can't make any decisions without him. It's so vital for your personal security, your health. Um, it like you're like when, when he begins to intertwine with your ability to function like on your own, like you need him to support you when you feel like, you know, he's a filler to distract you or you can't go out without him. And you also might be doing this as an excuse to not, you know, a lot of us do this. You don't want to deal with your own emotional issues and it's a lot easier to focus on keeping him happy. Right. Um, and the and, whole daddy, calling him daddy thing. Yeah, that leads to worship. That and leads to like you back to childhood where you don't have independence and right. you are dependent literally on somebody else, your parental figures to to get you food and shelter and everything else. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I ask yourself, do you need him around all the time? Are you looking him like, is he there to um, like grant you the privileges? Like you can only eat when he's there, sleep when he's there. And, and, and do you feel like less of a person? You said he completes you. And that makes me anxious when people say that because I feel like, the best time to go, you know, to be with someone is when you feel complete on your own. Right. And that, that's because then that's two half people coming together to make a whole. But when you really feel complete on your own, that just sounds a lot the whole, healthier the, to me. The old and, cliche, you can't love anyone until you love yourself. Exactly. And so it's a balancing act. It is balancing. a balancing act. I was in Michigan for a week, okay? Right. So if, if you're still responsible for your emotions, you have your own life, you have friendships, you have things going on outside of him, then you might be okay. But you have to find that strength in yourself before you're relying on someone else. Now, I'm just concerned because you're you're 20 years old. I'm going to assume this might be your first serious relationship. And I think you have very valid concerns that you are, that you might be. If you think it's unhealthy and he says no, but you keep coming, something bug, yeah. trust your gut. Yeah. There might be something in it. I'm not saying you got to end the relationship. You might need to tweak some things in the relationship. I, I would maybe keep that in the bedroom and outside the bedroom, you're just two normal people. It sounds yeah. like they're taking their roles beyond the bedroom, which right. is going to stunt her growth as a, as an individual. That's what I'm concerned about. Like, I feel like maybe you haven't tasted enough other types of relationships to really get as deep into this one. And if you, if you're like, I'm like, you're crazy. I love him. Then just make sure that you keep your life and your friends unfortunately we don't know his his motivation or enough about him daddy he, yeah daddy might be like you know an evil fucker with like you know two or three 20 year olds that all worship him who knows he might be a cult leader uh thank you for planting that seed in abigail's head i'm sure she appreciates i'm sorry that. i just saw a, a movie about a cult led documentary about a cult leader so I, i'm thinking cult a lot right now appreciate that um, holy hell but I just want her to watch out for holy herself. Hell. Check it. Holy hell, That's was it good? Movie, yeah. I it's love, brilliant. I love cult leaders. I mean, documentaries Do about them. Yeah, it's fascinating, right? What'd you say? It's fascinating. No, before that, cult leaders. You love cult leaders, and you pointed it. <laughs> you, I like, um, I like learning about them. Oh, learning about. I think them. it's fascinating who get involved in in, in a cult. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Speaking of my Corano again, he was a, he lived he, in a cult for two years as a child. Did he? Yeah. Oh, is that why you did the cult of Corano movie? Yes. I didn't know that. He was lived why. in a cult. He really did. That explains it. Out in Lake Elsinore. All right. Bald eagle. Okay. (laughs) Um, One more email? Let's do it. It's about porn. Hi, Emily. I discovered your podcast about six months ago and really enjoy them. I've been dating my girlfriend for two years and we're discussing plans for the future. I travel for my job and typically masturbate to internet porn when I'm on the road. The topic recently came up and she indicated that she had a problem with me watching porn. She doesn't have a problem with masturbation, but the porn is another thing. I tried explaining that I'm not watching anything disturbing, but high quality couple slash romantic scenes between a man and a woman. <laughs> Nothing not degrading to women or men for that matter. Yeah, I recently matter. tried to curb my usage out of respect for her, but I don't have that good of an imagination to rub one out See? to thoughts in my head. See? Any suggestions? Jason 45, Arizona. See, Jason's a little bit older, what I'm thinking, but that's what I'm blaming all of our mediocre movies and rehashing of old movies and stories on. What? Is that kids don't have to imagine anymore when they're beaten off. I know, right? Was that what you used board. to do? Or you'd get like So your- I think that, you know, that the, the creation and the imagination is definitely being stilted 
by all these uh, the new generation of, of, of entertainment makers because they're just looking at porn. So when they go to like write down a, like a new idea, they're like, let's just rehash MacGyver. You know what I mean? It's so true. You're right. I mean, it's like everything in life. Like, why would you like go to the dictionary and look something up when you Google anything? Right, like, right. it's like, why would you even like go through into your mind and think about? But something? watching porn. I mean, back in my day, you had to come back up with these elaborate day. like uh, concoctions, these elaborate ruses and ideas in your brain. Like, you know, and then she like dropped her pencil, and then really? I went And nowadays, just like gum shots, compilations. You know, without looking at anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I spent the first you know five years of my. Wiener celebratory, but uh, just imagining things. So you just would it be like based on like that Sally Joe dropped her pencil at your yeah, foot? Yeah, be like you'd almost always be somebody like I knew you or do. in class or a celebrity. So that was a big right. one, like you know, movie stars. The girls on Price is Right for a while. <laughs> <laughs> the models on Price is Right. Bob there. Eubanks, people. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Bob Barker. No, Bob Barker. Yeah, like, and I'd be a contestant and I'd the be spinning bl- the wheel and no they'd be like, way. "Hey, why don't you come back for a drink?" After? Yeah, they, this kind of shit. You'd have to come That's up with am- stuff. See, that? People don't have to see, come. See what's happening? Creativity Day. That's amazing. <laughs> but here's what I. I was so funny because I wasn't even. Giving I mean, yes, you could think about her, Jason. Um, what do you, you think her problem is with it? Well, here's the thing. Watching porn does not... We've talked about this in the show. I understand that women get concerned about this, but watching porn does not mean that he's dissatisfied with his sex life. Jason, you're not dissatisfied with your sex life. And, you know, for most men, looking at porn is something they do to satisfy them. It has nothing to do with, you know, his love for his girlfriend. You know, he's not being unfaithful. But I totally get why she feels this way because... Although I was younger, I was 25, I had, I've said this on the show before, I was so like, I can't believe that my boyfriend watched porn because I was shocked and I was like, we're having great sex. Like it was really, the, the women right. had blonde, big boobs. I thought yeah. that's what he wanted. Like it's very confusing to men because we, to, to women because we think, you know, does he want someone like prettier than me, blonder than me? Like is he being unfaithful? And we get angry, we get jealous. And I think that the, it's important for women to understand and I'm not saying there aren't guys who take it to the extreme and might watch, you know, porn to the it's excess. not a pleasant thought it's never going to be a pleasant thought for anybody no. on the other side it's not it doesn't have to be a disastrous thought but i don't like the idea of you know my, my loved one like looking at uh, other guys like abs and whatnot you know to get off it so that you'd is be the upset case. if she does that i want to be upset but it's not like something that i would you know request but would you tell her to stop no 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 right. i would never tell her to stop Right, so I don't even know. So I feel like um, she doesn't understand how a guy's brain works and how no, he just needs to they get can rid be of this. An amazing relationship with the most beautiful, sexy woman in the world, and they're still going to want to look at porn. It's funny that his instincts are like telling her, to tell her that don't worry, it's high quality it's stuff. Nice, it's yeah. not women, you know, being abused. They're all or anything. like married moms. She doesn't care about that. Boobs are involved, and they're not hers. Exactly. Vaginas are involved, and it's not her vagina. Right. That's her probably her problem. But don't you think it just men are just doing it like to kind of just to get off. Like it's an aid to masturbate and men need to really, it's healthy for healthy prostate, it's healthy for your sex. Like it just, and also when men are having amazing sex, sometimes they want to masturbate more, but it's like separate. Yeah, it it keeps it, it keeps it going and you ramp it up and the more it has to happen. Right. But it's, it's a matter of, once again, have her listen to the show or. Right, exactly. See what. Show her a study. It sounds like she's a little bit insecure, Right. Um, have you ever been mad? I'm, you're Emily. I know that. You're sex with Emily. But have you ever been upset with uh, a partner looking at porn? I, yeah, I just said when yeah, I was when you're tw- 25. But that, no, no. Now I'm like, let's watch together. No, I right. because I understand this. I study the male mind. I know that the reason why they do it is it like lights up parts of their brain. Like you, like just the sexual imagery. It's, it's a release from daily life. It's yeah. stress. I mean, for women, same thing when we masturbate. For men, it's like, I just get that it's separate. I get that you don't want to be with me. I get that that sex is it's a part of like your day to day routine for a lot of guys, and I just don't have issues with it anymore. I know this, but I don't think. No, I'm my, like I want guys to tell me they're like no, I don't masturbate. Like, Dude, show me what you do. Like I want, yeah, I want to see your browser. Like you. I get yeah. off on that. Like not like truly. Men's like, I have an orgasm instinct. when I'm looking at your browser, but I'm like, I'm curious. Men's natural instinct is to, is to you know spread the seed as far and wide as possible. Don't do that. We don't do that because monogamy gave into you girls. You ladies, you women, you want the monogamy. We'll give you that. It wasn't but, necessarily our idea. Uh, you guys, I'm sure that you no, guys came up with No, it wasn't. It was like marriage. our father. No, it was like our, it was our ancestors who wanted us to, you know, come together and share land. And like, I got it. You got, your parents got a cow for marrying right. me because my dad gave you a cow and we got some pearls from you or dowry. You, if he's looking at a lot of porn too, she can know that he's not going outside the relationship probably, right? That's a much right, better. Right, right. And, uh, you know, she, he can tell her that if she, if he doesn't look at porn, it's going to happen at night and he's not going to have any control over like, you know, who, who he's imagining in his wet dreams. What? 
Like he might start thinking about her. He might dream about like one of her friends in his dreams, you know, because he's he's good to have nocturnal emissions if he's not looking at the porn. Okay, right. And men neither. But I like that he's trying. So you even said I think recently, like think about her. Can you think about something that you guys have done together? Can you guys watch porn together? Maybe that would take away some of it. But I just think for a lot of women, if you're confused by it, I get it. But for most guys, it's a separate thing. They did it before they met you. They're right. going to do it after. Yeah. The porn thing. I mean, hopefully we'll be together forever. But right. they're still going to be doing it. It's a separate relationship without Separate feelings. but equal. Not even equal. No, you're no, superior. It's way not equal. You're way superior. Separate relationship, but zero feelings there at all. There's zero. no cuddling. No, no, no conversation. It's like a vibrator. Okay. That's all we have time for, Anderson. That was fun. You to listen to Did this really one and talk about it next week? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I might be done. I'm over it. Hey, have fun at She. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited, even though you won't be there. Um, I can't wait to see everyone in New York. And thanks, everyone, for all the great emails and voicemails you've been sending and supporting the show. And um, I just love everybody. So I do. She's I really, really do. I'm filled with so much love. Um, follow Anderson. Go support his movie, Groupers. Groupersthemovie.com. Groupersthemovie.com. Movie you'll never um, forget. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, um, Madison and Eddie and Lori and Jamie, my amazing team. I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. Listeners and friends, they're always asking me how to spice up their relationships. They all want to know how to bring the spark back. One great way is to add in some variety. Well, our good friends at adamandeve.com know all about that. adamandeve.com is where you'll find all my favorite high-end toys, like the Magic Wand and the WeVibe Tango, as well as every formula of quality lube you can think of. You should all be using lube, by the way. I have made that clear. Try out Pure or Sliquid. Adam and Eve sells those as well. The folks at adamandeve.com are pleasers, so they put together a special deal for Sex with Emily listeners. If you order today and use code EMILY, they'll cut the price of almost any single item in half. Not enough for you? They'll also toss in three free DVDs and ship it all to you for free. And for a limited time, they will include a free gift. It's a sexy premium silicone pleasure ring. Rings are a great way to enhance intercourse, and if you haven't tried one before this is the time. It can help guys stay harder longer while providing that crucial clitoral stimulation that most women need to orgasm during intercourse. Get your free ring, free shipping, free DVDs, and 50% off any item. Go to adamandeve.com and use code EMILY at checkout. Okay, guys, turn your volume down for the next minute. I need to tell the lady something. Go ahead, trust me. It's for your own good. All right, ladies, it's just us now. And I have news for you. Your guy loves to masturbate. Hey, it's natural, healthy, and necessary. Let him know that not only are you cool with it, but that you really want him to enjoy it too. Surprise him with the number one selling toy for men, the Fleshlight. Fleshlight's toys feel so real, they're truly the next best thing. They have models created for every preference you can think of. Models that are perfect for travel, and one of our favorites, the Quick Shot. It's an open-ended sleeve that we like to call the hand job helper. And don't think your guy is the only one who will benefit from a flashlight. Their famous stamina training unit is all about helping guys learn to last longer in bed. This is the gift that keeps on giving. So if you really want to turn them on, turn them on with a flashlight. It'll be a surprise he won't forget. Just go to sexwithemily.com and click on the flashlight banner right now.